0: Sally Wigan likes him, and so should you.
1: Adam, I think I think having millennials on the radio is awesome. I don't hate you. God. Adam Crowley. My dogs listen to you when I walk <laughs> out the door.
0: On ESPN Pittsburgh.
2: It is the Bud Light Happy Hour live from the Carson City Saloon. Adam Crowley, Brian LaMartina, Joe Rokicki here on site. We've got my man Tom back in the studio. And the old man, the old guard, our old friend. Now he's just old. Distant memory. Randy Slack joins the program now. He's going to tell us how successful his job is in Bumbleep, North Carolina. Hello, Randall.
0: Hey, uh, Adam. It's uh, it's great to, uh, to uh, be on your program, I guess.
2: Why didn't you ever have me on your program? I guess that's a better question.
0: Well, I mean, like, I don't really know what the point would be. You know, I mean, I, my ratings are doing fine without you. So,
2: oh, well, that's not
0: very no, nice. I, I don't know. That's a good question. I guess I'd have to come up with a with a reason. Like, obviously, I have you know a very minor cachet in the Pittsburgh market, and I got I would have to figure out a reason to introduce you to the uh, to the wonderful people of Wilmington, North Carolina. Which, by the way, it was seventy two today.
2: Yeah. oh yeah really shoehorn that in creatively you jackass yeah. yeah,
0: you have been right, going to the beach right, a lot right. lately huh yeah it was uh it was 82 on monday uh the beach was uh, like they started opening up like some of the shops on the boardwalk so you know wifey and I went down there and uh and enjoyed the uh enjoyed it i did get sunburned like in two hours so it's going to be a long first spring and summer for uh that's for sure yeah. He's bounding down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done?
3: Right, Riker 1-9, we, nine. we got a bull cut to down. top it. All the discos on a crotch together in the granny lane at 5 Cock Road at the Rub and Tug near the Colonel Clucker. Take that pedal off the pedal and pull your chute, or you'll be throwing down some loot. You see a Miss Piggy, Brown Bear, Baby Bear, Bear in the air, or Bear in the bushes, you give us a holler, and we'll save you the freight. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Keep the shiny side up, and your skin's on the ground.
0: I've been terrible today. It's it's good to see that with the uh, even with Tom as a producer, no longer Joe, you're still playing a uh, terrible sound effects during the show. That's good.
2: I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, do you think that the Conor McGregor stuff was fake?
0: Um, here's what I think. I think it was a little encouraged, perhaps. I don't know if it was fake. I mean, obviously people were injured, and you know that that hurts the uh, that hurts the pay per view that they're going to run on uh, that they're going to run tomorrow evening. But here's the thing. You know, Dana White comes out yesterday, or two days ago now, and says that Brock Lesnar's leaving WWE and is going to sign with UFC, which is a big story. And then the very next day, his most high-profile current athlete is throwing a, I don't know, a dolly at a, at a bus, which conveniently has a fighter that could have beaten a guy who would... Who current, well, let me just explain this to you real quick. Was well, a guy... That's fighting for the light heavyweight championship, which current or I'm sorry, the lightweight championship, which Conor McGregor holds. Uh, there's a guy fighting for that tomorrow night. That guy's undefeated. The other contender that was a highly ranked guy just happens to get injured, so now that guy can win the championship that Conor McGregor also holds. You're telling me an undefeated guy who holds the belt, an interim belt, while Conor McGregor says I'm the real champion. That's not a fight you can make a ton of money on. It's more Would- convenient.
2: Would I be talking about MMA right now if any of this didn't happen? I don't think so.
0: One hundred percent. And it's look, they don't have it they have one star right now. You know, with Ronda Rousey gone, uh really And being one a
2: jerk on every time. radio program she goes on, by the
0: way. Oh she's she's terrible. She's she not good feisty on the uh on the media. You know, no. the whole time travel thing. That was uh that was a little, that was a bit awkward.
2: I mean, Gullick's boring is all get-out, so he actually asked a question for once, and she didn't have to be a jerk about it. But <laughs> if she's going to take someone out, I guess that's okay. I can take her taking out Gullick. That's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hear that uh, that other show that ESPN has, the, the, the what is it, the new Greenberg show? Or yes. Whatever. I, hear I hear that's doing great.
2: I uh, hear it's not. They've got the Hot Take Factory, which uh, I'm a little upset that I was not included in. And not to mention, he's telling everyone and their mother that they're not doing politics. We're not doing politics. We're not doing politics. Shut the hell up, Greenberg. No one, Everyone knows you're not doing politics. You want to know why? Because you haven't had an opinion about anything that matters in your entire career. How about that? <laughs> How about that, here's Greenberg?
0: You know what? Here's another thing. They're talking about the Hot Take Factory. And here's another reason. You know that I'm uh, not a big fan of uh, the one LeBron James. LeBron James apparently is mad that people are having having shows in barbershops because apparently he had that idea.
2: Yeah, he he thinks he invented the barbershop conversation.
0: He he thinks he invented the barbershop conversation. He's making a big deal about it. Do you hear me making a big deal about the fact that they basically stole our idea out of him? No, I don't. I'm a better man than that. I could definitely use more ideas. LeBron has a ton of stuff going on in his life. Me, I don't have nearly as much stuff going on as LeBron. If anybody should should cry and complain about somebody stealing their idea. It should be me and not LeBron James. And here I am not complaining about it. Adam, I'm not going to complain about the fact that somebody stole our idea. Somebody on the station that you work at stole our idea. I'm not going to talk about it.
2: What idea? What the hell are you talking about?
0: The hot take factory.
2: Oh, I know. I used to throw up lobs to you, man. You just smack hot takes out of the
0: ballpark.
1: Yeah.
2: In fact, we should do it right now. You ready for some hot takes?
0: Uh, let's, uh, let, let me let me preface this for you. Um, since I've left Pittsburgh, I really I'm not giving you Pittsburgh
2: any... hot takes. I don't give a rip no, about Pittsburgh right now.
0: I don't know. I don't know anything about sports at all. Like I, I'm totally out of it. But go ahead,
2: Tiger Woods. Go.
0: You know, it's a guy who hasn't played in a long time, but uh, he's Tiger Woods. So we value celebrity over talent, obviously in this country. So I love Tiger more. Tiger, don't show don't show guys that are winning. Nobody cares about winning golf. If they cared about winning golf, they would watch it all the time. They care about Tiger Woods. We care about celebrity in this country. It's celebrity over talent each and every day. That's what what makes America great.
2: Yeah, but didn't his talent create the celebrity? And if he can harness back some of that talent, I think then it kind of goes hand in hand, does it not? That's a good point. That's a fantastic point. Hot take, shot down, Crowley won, Slackamania, nothing. <laughs> We're talking to Randy Slack, former producer of the DV morning show, former host of Steelers Nation Radio, and former frequenter of Slackin' Off on Fridays here on ESPN Pittsburgh. By the way, Pittsburgh.
0: Do, you think get, do you think they're going to give me all my money?
3: Have they still not paid you? <laughs> hey, Slack, I got an answer for you. Uh, no, yeah. probably not. Good luck, though. Uh,
0: is that what, the, uh, is that what the, uh, the filing was about?
3: Matt, we'll talk about that another time.
2: Oh, no. Slack's getting jobbed. Can't believe we're in <laughs> bankruptcy. Uh, he's down there on a beach. You know what, man? You're not allowed to complain. You're down there on a beach anyway, getting tanned, probably getting laid all over the place. Uh, not. You don't get a chance to complain.
0: <laughs> I love you guys.
2: I like you as friends.
0: <laughs> you, got, you, got, you got another one for me, Adam.
2: Another hot take question?
0: Yeah. Are we just doing? We just doing one? People, Chief Wahoo. Are, let me let me ask you, let me ask you a question because I'm out of the loop. What's the deal with the pirate games? Are people still boycotting these things?
2: Uh, well, whether they're intending to or not, nine thousand people showed up at the Reds game last night.
0: <laughs> nine thousand,
2: dude. Nine thousand. I had Benzie on yesterday in this exact same time slot, and he said, "Are there going to be more people at the Columbus Blue Jackets hockey game or the Pittsburgh Pirates baseball game?" And we both said, "Without." hesitation it was going to be more at the jackets game and that holds 20,000 not a person more and at PNC Park there were 9,000 some people they didn't even hit 10 they're not going to sell out a game this year actually let me ask you that question why would you go to PNC Park for a game
0: well if I was a fan of my team I would you know support my team you even know, the uh, owner the, well look that he he's getting his money whether you go or not mm-hmm. support that if you if you like the team If you think the ballpark is so damn beautiful and it's the greatest thing in the history of the world, then go to the stupid park, buy an $8 ticket, enjoy a baseball game. Baseball's fun. The Reds have been terrible the last three, four, five years now. They had the largest opening day crowd in the history of the Reds. And, by the way, they're the oldest professional baseball team in the world. They had the biggest opening day they've ever had, and they haven't been uh, good. Why? Because people like the team. People root for the team. You have to be a fan. If you want to be a fair-weather fan, Pittsburgh thinks that they're like the greatest sports city of all time. It's like, oh, wait, you mean because your teams win championships like the Steelers and Penguins you'll go to games? No kidding. As soon as they're bad like Pitt, as soon as they're bad like the Pirates, they're gone. They're the biggest front-runner town in the history of the world. But that's okay.
2: Nah, every town's that way. I don't think any town's really all that different, honestly. I think every town's that way.
3: Is there anything else to do in Cincinnati?
2: Good question. You can look at Uh, Kentucky.
3: uh, uh, Huh?
2: The only thing to do in Cincinnati is look at Kentucky, right?
0: Pretty much, yeah. 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 It's beautiful.
2: I don't think that any sports town is really all that different from another. I think Pittsburgh. No, but
0: I I just, you know, the whole people people in Pittsburgh like to beat their chest and say that they're the greatest fans. And it's like, it's easy to be. It's just admit that it's easy to be the best fans when you have the best teams.
2: Fair, hundred percent. I mean, you're d- you're definitely yeah. not wrong about that. Pittsburgh fans are better than nobody else. Although I will say, Steelers Nation, you know, it's not all here in Pittsburgh, and in fact, Penguins fans are tremendous. I think you're dead wrong. How about that? PNC
0: PNC Park, incredibly overrated.
2: I think you're wrong about that.
0: I love I love that the greatest thing about PNC Park is something that Bob Nutting didn't have to have to spend a dime on, and that's the views, because that's the Pittsburgh Pirates in a nutshell. It's like, wait, what can be my best amenity? thinks other people did, so That's
2: great. No, that's a great point by you, and I like what Mike Pursuta always says. He goes, they think the view's so great at PNC Park. I go to Bush Stadium out there in St. Louis, and you look up, and you know what you see out in the outfield? All these flags (laughs) saying what year they won the championship. How's that for a view? You know what, Mike? You're right. I'd rather have that view, too.
0: That's a pretty good view. And you can see the arch. The arch is nice.
2: The arch is overrated. Yeah,
0: it is. I couldn't care.
2: Oh look, we no. Ben steel. Okay, great. I mean,
0: <laughs>
2: fine. It's not new to me anymore. I could run over a guardrail. How about that, Ben Steele?
0: By, by the way, the uh, the uh, baseball thing. I heard you talking about what you could do against a pro athlete. There's no way I could do anything baseball related against a pro athlete.
2: First of all, thanks uh, for listening. Second of all, could you hit foul <laughs> shots?
0: Yeah, yeah, I could. I could. I could hit a free throw for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the that was the only organized sport we had. We didn't have we didn't have a football team. My high school was too small, and we had the worst baseball team in the state of Ohio. So, didn't you poop your much,
2: pants during a basketball game?
0: Um, allegedly. Go on. <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, I thought I did for like five years, and then it turned out that you know it wasn't anything of my doing it was um it was a it was a cruel prank that nobody you know let me in on
2: oh somebody else pooped your pants
0: no no what when i went i guess somebody in the locker room decided to put chocolate on the bench and i happened to be the poor guy to sit on it
2: do you watch the masters if tiger woods is not involved
0: no no chance
2: do you watch it if he's in the final grouping on sunday
0: uh, it wouldn't matter if he if it's Sunday and he's playing. I'll probably catch a little bit of it just to see what's going on. You know, if, if he makes if he makes the cut, then yeah, I'll watch I'll watch a little bit of it this weekend. I don't I don't you know like golf. it's Too many days. I want to watch the last day and that's it. It's the reverse of March Madness. March Madness. I watched the first weekend and then I could not care less. Golf. Yeah, same with
2: Sunday, West Virginia. Yeah, right. Uh, Tiger Woods right now lining up for a putt. Not sure what hole it is. I'd have to scroll down pretty darn far. It's the butthole. That's what no, no. Tom said. No, no. Oh, boy.
0: Tom's, Tom's pretty hilarious.
2: All right. The ball is off the putter, and he totally missed. That Wide right. awful. Tiger's nips are real hard, though, so at least there's that.
0: This is like another show where a guy watches a sporting event and commentates on it while on the air.
2: This has been the worst show I've done all week. Goodbye, my friend. Thank you for coming on. Not your fault. Love you guys. All my fault. Love you too, man. Be hey, good. Hey,
0: Brian. Yeah, Brian. buddy. Yeah. I'll see you on Fortnite later.
3: All right, buddy. I'll see you there, man. Let's kill some Jesus people. Jesus. God. <laughs> Squad up, bitches.
2: <laughs> That's Randy Slack. This show's really gotten away from me. Coming up next.
3: What? We talked about Fortnite. We'll
2: hear from Brian Metzer as the Penguins had a big-time win last night. They play Ottawa tonight. If they get a point, they clinch the second seed in the Metropolitan Division. It's the Crowley Show. The goaltender for the Columbus Blue Jackets, Sergei Bobrovsky, is 3-10 and in his playoff career with a below 900 save percentage and a goals-against average of 3.86. I ain't scored a Columbus. You ain't scored a Columbus either. They've won 13 out of 16, but with that goaltender, ho, 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 they ain't beating the Penguins. Joining me now to discuss is Brian Metzer of the Penguins Radio Network. Brian, we got you.
1: Yeah, the Penguins are definitely his tonight, and I saw like some talk today that his numbers for his career aren't necessarily all that bad against them. Well, that's because... He had a pretty good run when he was a member of the Philadelphia Flyers. but so while he has been a Columbus Blue Jacket, specifically in big games, he does not make it happen, and he tends to soil the bed linens quite a bit. That's what happened last year in the playoffs, and that's what happened to him again last night. I mean, the guy just seemingly gets overwhelmed. I don't know if he's overthinking it with all of those barrage of, of still guys coming at him. He had no answer for Phil Kessel's shot last night didn't seem to have an answer for the shot that Chris Lutang put on him, and even the sharing goal, I know his teammates sort of hung him out the dry, but he had no clue where the puck was, and he was just way out away from his net and there was vintage Boborowski. so you're right, if they would run into him in the playoffs, that would be the biggest catalyst for the Penguins advancing, because right now, Adam, they just do not seem to have a way of having the stop the Penguins whenever he faces them. So that would really be the biggest boost. It's more than anything probably in a playoff matchup between those two.
2: Yeah, couldn't agree more. The Jackets are good. Hell, they won 13 out of 16. I do think some of that's with smoke and mirrors. But when your goaltender is 3-10 in the playoffs with a 3 6 goals against average, you're not going to go anywhere. And we'll start with this before we get to the more specific stuff regarding the Penguins. Uh, I do rank the teams that I would want to see the Penguins play in this order I'd go Philadelphia Columbus Washington New Jersey what say you
1: I I pretty much would agree with that assessment I'm still a little iffy on the Flyers and you and I talked about this the last time we got together only because I I would worry about it getting out of control and the Flyers power play doing some damage to the Penguins but really I think that the Penguins could could win that matchup still not really sure what's going to be going on in net for the Flyers, so I think that that's a pretty good ranking, and I know that I've heard some talk over the past couple of days here of people saying that once the Devils would get into a seven-game series with somebody, they would be able to find their weaknesses, and they would be able to pick them apart because they have youth, etc., etc. They're still the number 14 for me on that list based on what they did to the Penguins this year. I know that the Pens got a big win against them last week, but they have the speed they tend to try and dictate the way the game is going to go they don't sit back and wait for a good team to take advantage of them or or show them how it's going to be they go right out and they attack and the penguins the washington Capitals, the national predators all these other teams they don't really they're not so much used to teams dictating play and the devils for a young group have started to do that and it starts with taylor hall and goes on down through that lineup nico nico he's a guy that just he's young he's a rookie He right now doesn't seem to give a crap about any of that. He's just going out and playing some hockey. What a talented player and what a strong player for being a 19-year-old.
2: Metro, you're so spot on with that analysis there, man. Uh, They don't understand that they're not supposed to be good. Uh, They don't get that they're probably a year away from actually being a legit contender. And I don't think they're as talented as last year's Toronto squad But Toronto last year kind of did that same thing. They were young, they didn't give a damn, and they gave Washington a hell of a run for their money. And I see New Jersey being a tough out no matter who they play, Uh, whether it's Tampa or Boston or Washington or any of these teams in the Metropolitan. I think they're a team that because of the way that they dictate the play uh, and can dictate the play, they're going to push a series to six games or so.
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I mean, and when you look at them, that's a great analogy comparing them to last year's Maple Leafs because it was that same thing. An institution of youth, there was speed, there was some high-end skill right at the top, and they had maybe a couple of more players than the Devils do because right now, Taylor Hall seems to be their big gun. I mean, he's, what, 40 points up on his closest teammate or something like that on their scoring list. But that said, Heath Kincaid has given them a chance to win every night, and they could be even more dangerous if Corey Schneider settles into being the the same Corey Schneider we know that he is capable of being. And for the Devils, the biggest thing they've got to do, because they could be Cinderella's this year and make a run to the conference final or something like that, they've just got to be careful that they don't play into the headlines and and read those uh, news clippings too much and become the Edmonton Oilers, because you can say the same about Edmonton last year. I thought they had a pretty impressive playoff run, They felt like it was going to be easier this year, per se, and they came out and and did not do a good job and probably wasted the last year of Connor McDavid's entry-level contract, and that's an awfully hard thing to do with a talent like that on your roster to not be able to go out and at least make the playoffs, but they made it a reality. So these teams in the East that have come out of nowhere have to be cognizant of that and not let that happen to them.
2: I'd like to apologize to Brian Metzer from the Penguins Radio Network for giggling uh, throughout his last answer. If you heard that, Brian, it had nothing to do with you and everything to do with Brian here on site, his mic being turned up and him hitting his vape. Come on. And just the
3: bubbles going over the air. It <laughs> sounds sorry, like I'm hitting Brian. a damn bomb. Brian, I'm here. very sorry. That's my bad.
1: Is that like an intro to a new Cypress Hill song we're getting?
3: <sighs> Insane in the membrane. You <laughs> are the Man.
2: Brian Metzer joining us here on the Crowley Show. Let's focus in on the Penguins now. Phil Kessel's banged up. We all know it. Uh, Mike Sullivan talked about it last night. Uh, they have an agreement. If Phil's good enough to go, he's going to go. He wants to be out there. Obviously, he can still fire the pill, uh, as Steigerwald has said in the past. Oh my! Yeah, I know these Penguins. <laughs> these Penguins. Uh, I'm telling you, they, they've just they've got that. They've got that it factor, and I guess we can start with Kessel, but it just seems like if it's a big game, they're not going to – it's just so hard to beat these guys.
1: I think that that's the biggest thing they have going for them because you've got to beat them four out of seven to get them out of the playoffs. And when you look at what they're capable of doing, any given night, it could be Sid, it could be Geno, it could be Phil Kessel. I mean, last night, Phil puts on a show. He's probably playing on one leg or whatever it is. But you'd never know it by the way he just wheeled up ice, picking up that puck off of the leg of Matt Murray, taking it end-to-end, ripping off that wrist shot. It's unbelievable that they just seem to come at you in waves, even when they are as shorthanded as they are in terms of depth. I mean, they're not the same team that they were two years ago for sure. They're not the same team they were last year, yet they still find a way to win hockey games. And we're looking at them as a team that has struggled quite a bit this season from time to time. They've had their ups and downs. At one point, we were questioning with the, whether they would even make the playoffs, and they were right there nipping at the heels of the Washington Capitals as of Sunday to potentially win the Metropolitan Division. So if that's an off year, I'll take it. We've said the same about Sid. If that's an off year for him, we'll take it. Phil Kessel, career season. Evgeny Malkin right there with one of his more consistent seasons of his career. This is a team that could be very, very deadly in a playoff series. And like I just said, how do you beat them four out of seven? Someone's going to try awfully hard to do that but that's a tough pill to swallow for any team in the Eastern Conference. uh, It's not going to be easy. Everyone's going to be coming at them. They have a huge target on their back, but they just find ways to win hockey games, and they get some clutch performances. I just want to see one from the goaltender once they get into round one because I think that's what it's going to take to really have them make a sustained run.
2: Yeah, you're right about that, Brian, and that's an interesting point. Matt Murray last night, I think, gave up his worst goal of the season, maybe <laughs> the worst goal he's given up in a Penguins uniform. But he also made some big time saves, and I think it was emblematic of what the team did yesterday. Uh, they didn't, they didn't play great defensively. They uh, gave up less shots, and they dominated in terms of possession, and Corsi numbers, things like that. But they gave up the Grade A scoring chances, but. All it takes is a shot from Phil. All it takes is a shot from Gino or or Sid or Hornquist being a jackass in front of the net. And how do you view the performance that they put on the ice last night? I, I tend to think it was better than some are saying out there. Oh,
1: well, I love the way they counterpunch. I mean, they had to come back from a deficit four different times in that game. So there's something to be said for that. That's impressive. That's got to be a scary thing for opponents moving into the playoffs because they're almost you know Jason Voorhees in a Friday the 13th movie they never stay down and they play sometimes their best hockey when their back is pressed against the wall because you'll watch them come out and sleepwalk through 40 minutes sometimes and then come out in the third period and find a way to win a hockey game that's not necessarily a uh, a great blueprint for winning another Stanley Cup but it helps them win a lot of hockey games that maybe they shouldn't so th- that that was something I was very encouraged by that they just kept clawing back finding ways to tie the game, finding ways to stay resilient and stay in that hockey game. And when you have a goaltender on the other side like Sergey Bobrovsky, that helps because they said that uh, on Twitter today that, you know, for me, what he did was probably as big a piece of the Penguins' win last night as was anything that any of their own players did. But you still have to take advantage of that goaltender. you got to put those grade-A shots on that, and you just got to maybe do a little better job of helping your goaltender. But like you said, I think Matt Murray – Kate uh, gave up a couple of leakers last night, specifically the first two come to mind, even though the second goal he didn't get a lot of help on. And obviously on the third power play goal from Boone Jenner, that was a play in which I felt like everybody sort of checked out and left him alone. And
2: Matt, sir, that's the one thing. I mean, that can absolutely just it, – uh, it can't happen in the playoffs. It can't.
1: No. It's going to kill you. I mean, those kinds of plays are going to kill you in a playoff game. That happens in overtime. If it happens in the third period of a 2-2 game, you're done because you're not often going to be able to get that equalizer with your goaltender pulled or something like that late in the third period of a playoff game, because the team just won't even attack. They'll just all stay back in their zone. You'll be down there trying to penetrate, trying to get through the neutral zone, They're chipping pucks past you and getting an empty net goal. So there's a lot, there's a lot that still needs to be worked on. But I think that last night was encouraging for what this team could be because let's not forget, they still don't have Derek Broussard in their lineup. No. They have Phil Kessel playing banged up. They have, probably other guys working through some injuries, and they found a way to beat one of their biggest uh, rivals in the Metropolitan Division in one of the biggest games of the season that pinned those guys down and helped the Penguins solidify their standing in the East. So uh, I think there's some encouraging signs there.
2: You know what, you're right about that. I think last night's game was large for the people who believe that they can flip a switch, and I think it might help convince some people who didn't think that possible. I'm not saying last night was perfect. It absolutely was not But they did a lot of good things in that game. I thought the penalty kill was really good aside from that one moment. And I think that there are pieces of the game from last night, including that penalty kill, that they can take out of it, Brian, and say, you know what, we're building in the right direction. Let's play a good game tonight against Ottawa, and then we'll take some of these things into the playoffs.
1: Yeah, you're right. And for me, what I think on that play is if you're a coach for that special teams unit, the penalty kill, and you look at it, it's not that the, the Blue Jackets did something so spectacular to beat your PK. That was maybe just a mental lapse. You saw uh, may, maybe Chris Letang, Riley Shane, think that Thomas Vanek was going to dump that puck around the net or throw it down along the wall. And instead, he made a pretty skilled play, making that behind, like almost spinning his body in a contorted way to get that pass to Boone Jenner in front. It was tape to tape. Boone Jenner did a great job of taking the pass and then scoring the goal. So they made a nice play, too. Let's not take that away from them. And so when you look at that, you can say, okay, we can coach that up. We can show the video and say, stay with that man. Don't leave him. So there were encouraging signs. I thought the PK did a nice job on every other kill they had. And I I even like the way the power play looked. That's now five power play goals inside of three games, even though they had that 0 for the Washington Capitals game on Sunday. But that just, as a whole penguins did not look like a team that were ready to play that night so let's throw that out even though it's hard to do with it being right on the cusp of the playoffs in the past two or three games i think there's been a lot to like with the special teams unit they're tightening up a little bit defensively they're doing some things well you're just going to get the mental lapses out of there and i think that's something the coaching staff will work on doing here over the next week because that's a good thing after tonight you have four or five days to practice and work right. hard because you're maybe not going to play till wednesday maybe thursday i think
2: Last thing here for Brian Metzer of the Penguins Radio Network, Broussard, I think they're hoping will be back for Game One of the Stanley Cup Playoffs. Let's pretend like they are. Let's pretend like, or pardon me, let's pretend like he is back. Who comes out of the lineup? I really like Zach Aston-Reese on the fourth line. I like Joris too. Now, what would you do with the lineup if he's healthy, Broussard.
1: Uh I think the biggest thing it does is even when Carter Rowney gets healthy, even though the coaching staff seems to like him, I think that's going to keep him out because he's not had his best season by any means, so that's a guy to keep an eye on. And I still will be curious to see if a guy like Connor Sherry has done enough to solidify himself. I know he scored some goals lately. He's looking like a, a little engine that could. He's been digging hard in the corners, but he's still in the playoffs going to have a tough time against big bodies. Doesn't always make great plays on the puck and in the corners. So that's going to be something interesting for me. I agree with you. I think Josh Juris is a nice extra. He'll certainly be in the mix for a lineup spot if there's an injury. I don't know that he'll start this, the, the postseason in the lineup. I think you're going to see Brissard and Shea centering those last lines, obviously. Zach Aston reese they think very highly of. They believe he can win hockey games for him. So I think he'll be in the lineup. I think Rowney stays out. And I think Shea the guy to keep an eye on as a tweener, uh, as a guy that could potentially come out.
2: Boy, did he play his tail off last night if he He thinks that he might be losing a spot. Uh, Mets, really appreciate you carrying me. It has been a terrible 40 minutes for me to start the show. So thank you, and I love you, and be good.
1: I love you as well, my friend. Thanks for having me, and uh, we'll do it again soon, I hope.
2: A lot of people told me they love me today. Love you, man. That's three. I hate you. Joe? Yeah? You love me, pal? I do. You love me, Tom? No, I don't. Go to hell! Coming up next, the hottest take of the day. Other crap and three stars. three stars.
3: Yeah, sure you can do it.
2: What an awful freaking show! Yeah, we've. This is we're going to take them all. Yeah, this is, uh, this is this uh, is this is the Crowley show. I love you, Adam. It has not been my day. The opening segment of the show was a total freaking disaster. Slack was fine. I was slappy with him. And apparently after the five-minute major, I said that no, it no, was around, around the bags. Around,
3: after around the bags, you said it was the five. You can't even get the explanation right today. <laughs> after around the bags, you said it was the five-minute major. Oh. My God, man. Get you out oh of here. Oh, my
2: God. Get you out of here. go the love of Fod. <laughs> It's time for the hottest take of the day. (laughs) It's time for the hottest take of the day. Day, day, day. If you wear a logo on your person and your logo is your initials, you're a freaking douchebag. Tom Brady, he's got TB12. Tiger Woods, he's got tw Nobody else is popping into my mind But both of those guys are douchebags And I guess it can be reserved for the goats But here's the deal Neither one of them are the goats How about that for a damn hot take Obviously Tiger Woods is not Jack Nicholas, And Tom Brady That guy He's no Joe Montana How about that there's still as much time in this segment as there's going to be, no matter how quickly I go through it, isn't there? Oh yeah. Like yeah, there's nothing I could do to speed it up, huh? No, not not much. I'm never gonna get a logo
3: on my shirt, am I? I think you should have one because if you want to dress, if you want to be a star, you dress like you a dress star, like a star. So you get the logo first, and then you become one. Bigger douche, Tom Brady or
2: Tiger Woods? I'm gonna go Tom Brady. Oh, f- clear. Because he licks his children's mouths. And because he doesn't believe he can get sunburned. But either way, if you wear a logo of your own initials, you're a jerk. Tiger, though, he's had some worse things that have happened in his past. I mean, he's cheated on every woman he's ever been with since fame has hit him, allegedly. Uh, The back surgery is one thing. I don't hold that against him, but the pill popping, I do. Uh, The DUI, all that stuff. So if you want to get moral with it, I guess you could say Tiger's a bigger D-bag. That being said, I want to watch my athletes who are great. I don't care how bad of a person they are. And that is the hottest take of the day that did not have a linear focus whatsoever. It's time for other crap. Woo! Other crap. The Predators won the President's Trophy. No word yet on if the President has won a trophy for bringing a predator. Woo! Other crap. South Korea basketball has implemented a height rule. Asian people are short. Woo! Other rap. Conor McGregor got arrested. The joke is that somebody liked him enough to have his child. Woo! Other crap.
1: <laughs> Tom
2: <laughs> is in second place in his master's pool. <laughs> Woo! Other crap. Gordy <laughs> Gordie Howe's name is coming off the Stanley Cup. Claude Jeruz will never be on it. Woo other trap. A bald eagle landed on Seattle pitcher James Paxton yesterday. Good thing he's an American or Trump would have deported him. Woo Other trap. The Sedines combined for an overtime game winner in their game last night against Vancouver. I don't know which one scored. Woo! Other crap. The Predators won the President's Trophy, but did the President win a trophy for being a Predator? Woo!
0: Other crap.
2: I mean, it's been that bad today, boys. I I figured I'd just go with the highlight. I mean, that was the only good one I had. Yeah. Hey, Tom, I got other crap.
3: Woo! Hey, did you hear the Crowley show today? (laughs) I hope not. Woo! Other rap.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Patrick Reed has opened himself to a nine underscore at the Masters today. And that's a coincidence because I'm about nine Bud Lights deep. Hell of a beer, that Bud Light. Cool, crisp, and always gets the job done. Woo! Other crap. Kids are snorting condoms. What? Condoms. 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 What? Condoms. Condoms? condoms. 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 Woo. Other crap. Condoms. Oing. Gotta wait out the boy. Condoms. Yeah. Does that mean they're using cocaine as prophylactics? Woo. Other crap. It's been 403 days since Pitt won a conference basketball game. They're not playing anymore, Adam. I know that Joe.
3: (laughs) Seems like 403 days until the show ends.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that was going to be my joke. It's time for the three stars of the show.
3: Third star. Tonight's third star of the
2: show. The (laughs) Man. Tiger Woods, he's played 11 holes, which is a lot less holes than he's used to playing. That's a Tiger Woods sex joke.
3: <laughs> oh my god. Can we just get the hell out of here, please? Second star. tonight. second star of the show, Randy
0: Slack. Why
2: didn't you ever have me on your program? I guess that's a better question.
0: Well, I mean, like, I don't really know what the point would be. You know, I mean, my ratings are doing fine without you, so.
3: First star!
2: And tonight's first star of the show, (laughs) a man who needs no introduction, Mr. Harry Carey!
3: Bottom first here, the Royals are trying to overturn a group of Indians
2: like it's 1620. They trail three to two, And that's your five-minute major. <laughs> Since we've got still five freaking minutes left in this show, we I think cru- we should just deconstruct everything that happened we today. We the timing just, there. You, you want to just, like, I, I mean, I'm embarrassed. Terrible. I really am. This really is bad. Am. This
3: uh, For for this show right here... For any <laughs> show. You may not know it by listening to today's show, that we put a lot of effort into this. This show we was terrible a, today. We had a hell of a show meeting. We were all ready to do all of this, and... I don't know what the hell went wrong, but it's just off the rails. So i got to personally apologize, not only for ESPN Pittsburgh, but for the Crowley Show. I'm sorry. We did a bad job.
2: I mean, obviously I'm going to take the brunt of this. It would be my job Your name's to do mean, the show well. And there were some takes that were thrown out there today that I thought were fine. But apart from a few takes, the rest of the show was just circling the toilet bowl, just a turd, slowly getting flushed. Yeah. And we were all along for the ride, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's your fault. It is my fault. Uh, I think Carson City deserves some blame, even though we love this place. Thank you for feeding us
3: and giving us beverage. But I got rattled early. See, I'm going to place blame on one man, and that's Joe Rokicki here, because Joe Rokicke is now the producer of the morning show on DVE, and he had you come in early to do sports today. And having that happen, I think, one, that set us off kind of a little bit. But then... Myself, I followed suit and did a horrible job just because we were already there. Tom kind of tried to save the show early on. He had some good Harry Carey. Late in the show, he had some good Harry Carey. But I think we've got to lay this at the feet of Joe and Randy Bauman. I'm always good to lay it at the feet of Bauman. Uh, as for Joe,
2: I'm not going to blame him totally. I went home, tried to get a nap that should have been enough. I came back to work. We had a great show meeting. The jokes were flying in the show meeting.
3: Oh, we were funny there. We were
2: funny in the show meeting. We had chemistry. We knew we, we had a plan. We knew we were going to execute the plan. And, well, I'm the quarterback, man. If the quarterback comes out and throws five interceptions, you're going to lose to Jacksonville by 40.
3: But sometimes it's up to the defense to try to, you know, not let the team, other team get Well, possible. Tom did everything
2: he could. He got a takeaway early on in the I game. I didn't
3: know. I mean, I had a horrible, horrible. Yeah, Brian, you had a terrible three-star. I did. There. I mean, that was just bad. Yeah, and I, I butchered a smoky report. Um, I mean, none of it is bad as Crowley misidentifying bits on the way out, um, calling around the bags a uh, five-minute major. But – I, again, apologies from the show. I guess we're all sorry for this, right? Uh, not as
2: sorry as I am. There's still like two freaking minutes left. Uh. i mailed it in. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying not to. I'm trying to dig our way out of it. Tonight, penguins and jackets. No, that was yesterday. Senators? Who are they playing? I don't know. Uh, my, brain, my brain's a disaster. It's melting. It's the Senators, and they're going to give you the shirts off their back.
3: We'll come back hard next week.
2: We'll see you Monday. Getting out early. Play the damn music. Yeah, let's get the let's dogs out. Let's play the freaking music, get the Tom. Damn dogs out play the on. gosh the dogs damn music. Out? We don't even have to talk anymore. Monday, we'll know who the Penguins are playing in the playoffs, and I promise who you we'll be better. I promise you I'll be better. These guys were fun. See you then. And the girls respond to
0: the car. Uh, uh, I uh, haven't pulled uh, my uh, shot uh. on Who let the dogs out? Who, uh, who, uh, who, uh, who, uh, who? Uh, uh.